I love Tobey Maguire. Joey King has never been in a bad film. <laughs> okay. Wish right. Upon, Slenderman, The Act, whatever that show is. On yeah, no, I'm sure. I mean, that's um, got Patricia Arquette. Uh, I just saved a movie uh, the other day where the whole film is about her grandma's dying wishes for Joey King to learn how to give a good blowjob. Uh. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the great thing about MJ is when you look in her <laughs> eyes and she's looking back in yours, everything feels not quite normal because oh. you feel stronger and weaker at the same time. You feel excited and at the same time terrified. The truth is you don't know what you feel, except you know what kind of man you want to be. It's as if you've reached the unreachable and you weren't ready for it. The one-stop shop for everything wow. Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I'm Zane. And I'm Casey. Sorry for the delay on... Uh, some some uh, scheduling errors, and we're glad to be back, and we very much appreciate everybody that listens, and we very much appreciate everyone that appreciates Michael Papa John as much as we do now, because, oh my god, what a discovery. Hello, everybody. I'm officially a college graduate now, and I was obviously the valedictorian of my class, mm-hmm. and while on stage d- delivering my speech, yes. I did thank Papa John in Good. person, and I did quote um, Spider-Man. In fact, the the quote that Mr. Zane used in the opening here was uh, actually verbatim what I said on stage. So thanks for jacking <laughs> my shit. But yeah, dear Lord, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while, and we've spoken at length about Papa John, but we have not yet been able to talk about the newest trailer and possible spoiler leaks from mr tom holland himself regarding his newest spider-man film i have yeah i have two spoiler warning updates for everybody the uh first one is a quick spoiler warning just about papa john because i want to mention it really quick oh when, my goodness when cannot you're, wait when you're up on that stage um talking about papa john i assume um the papa father john right because uh, now he's father john since he's stepped down I, I'm assuming that he appreciated it, and he probably tried to give you free Papa John's, unknowing that you weren't even talking about him. No, um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I he just had tears streaming down his face the this, whole time. Yeah. It was actually really touching. <laughs> Spoiler is he had like marinara sauce streaming down his face. He's literally con- composed of pizza. <laughs> He's Papa Pizza John. Um, he, I assume, for anybody that doesn't want spoilers on what his full name is. Skip ahead like 10 seconds. I want you to know, really quick, Casey, that this guy's last name is... His name is John Schnatter. Who? who? Papa John. His name is John Schnatter. So is Papa John a... It's up to us to find out if he moved to LA and had to change his name for the world, or if he is in witness protection program and has hidden away behind the name Papa John, which, to be fair is a terrible name to hide behind because it's very close to his original birth name. <laughs> what? Oh, okay, so this is our third episode now delving into Papa John. But and... this is this is Pizza Papa John. Papa Pizza John. Oh! This is about fucking no, the, this the is, asshole. It's not Michael Papa John Schnatter. It's this is this is Father the man that runs a pizza franchise. I promise you, our friend Michael Papa John is well set on his name is just that from birth michael papa john oh my goodness you just almost gave me a fucking heart attack no 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 i no, thought no, no. that our son Ma- michael papa john 
had a different name and he chose he went out of his way to actually choose the name papa john there is no way from how deep we dove last episode we would not have figured that out (laughs) fucking hell that's why i was so fucking scared okay anyway so what's what's the what's the second uh spoiler um the second spoiler is probably more important to anybody listening uh the new spider-man coming up with Tom Holland, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, and it's so clever that they named it that because the first one was Homecoming. So he was at home, and now he's away from it. Ah, he oh just God, got there's, back. If, <laughs> if there's one thing that the uh, most recent Spider-Man movies are, it's clever. He spoiled a major detail about Mysterio in the new Far From Home film. Tom Holland said, and I quote, It's interesting. Because you hear the word Mysterio as a Spider-Man fan, you immediately think villain. That's not the case in our film. Wow. He's sort of a new addition to the world of heroes. He's sort of my teammate throughout the movie. That's a thousand percent the only bad thing he could have said during an interview. Yeah, that's like very, very major. Uh, When you hear Mysterio is in a film, of course you think spoiler. That he is a villain because he is a villain. Because <laughs> that's his main thing, correct? Yeah. He it should it should be a spoiler alert that he's like a villain in it, not a spoiler that like oh is your friends. <laughs> oh, you fuck. know what this means, and this is why I bring this up, Casey. This is What's very important. It? What does it mean that Spider Man is now close friends with the man who is close friends oh! with the man? <laughs> Who killed his uncle? Oh! <laughs> there is some, there is some sexual and non-sexual tension between Mysterio and Spider-Man. I already know it. Damn. Yeah, this is gonna be fiery. I might have to actually see this one. What would, what would you do in that case? You're, you're in a situation where your uncle was killed by Michael Papa John, right? Yeah. Already kind of pretty cool, because Michael right. Papa John's pretty cool dude. Very cool dude. It's a little upsetting still, nonetheless. You let it slide. Bada boom, come along, Mysterio. Mr. Mysterio. And that's just like a stage name, obviously, because he's not a villain. He's apparently a pretty chill dude. Yeah, no. He's been hanging out with the guy who totally murdered your uncle. Straight up slasher filmed your uncle. He wants to chill with you. You say, I'm down. I got free Friday. Let's hang. Let's play some Smash Bros. What of it? And all of a sudden, mid Smash game, three stocks, you're you're doing pretty all right. And he says, "Oh, BT Dubs, Pete, I've been hanging out with Michael Papa John too, and I, he wanted if he could come over." And you say, "Sure," because you've never met this guy, you don't no. know his real name. You've you've let him up the elevator and whatnot, but you never asked. When he was holding him out the window, he wasn't just like, you killed my uncle. Also, what's your name? (laughs) Also, I missed the part where that's my problem. Yeah, exactly. I missed the part where knowing your name was my problem. So you say, sure. That guy comes over. All of a sudden, you're PTSD mode, right? You're seeing this guy's face again. And now, it's very hard to miss the part where this is not your problem. (laughs) Where this is... This is the part that is your problem. Exactly. Everything... I would I would like to think that, um, you know how the end of Batman versus Superman is so anticlimactic because it's just uh, Henry Cavill 
saying like you have to save martha martha being also batman's mother's name yeah how do you know that name i'm very glad by the way i have seen that film and can Oof. agree with you that that is Oof. A... horrible <laughs> yeah that was a swing and a miss uh but i feel like the uh the papa john dynasty is going to be similar to that in in this new spider-man movie where um they'll be hanging out playing smash as you said um uh, but rather than just him blurting out that i'm pals with the dude who killed your uncle four movies ago oh um, my god he's he's like he's like i got a i got a i got a dude uh coming over he's my bud um i hope you don't mind and he, he just comes over of course yeah uh and then that's where uh pete gets the the ptsd and what about this let's say michael papa john at this point he's like Papa John's has become a thing, right? At this point, would you say yeah, it yeah. exists? In, yeah, they're in New York City. Why wouldn't it exist? It has to. Yeah. He comes over and he's thinking, "Oh, it'll be probably funny if I like bring a Papa John's pizza, but also introduce myself and say my name is Papa John." He'll get the whole thing and whatnot. He walks in, Papa John holding the Papa John. He says, "It's pizza time." Fuck All of a sudden, yeah. yeah, big bombshell. Oh shit! Hey, um, you killed my uncle. But also, you stole my line. That's a fucking double. That's a double whammy. Is it like? Is it ruder that he stole his pizza timeline? Is it rude because it, it sounds like he's making fun of him for losing his pizza delivery job? <laughs> also, just the fact that you murdered my uncle—that's <laughs> pretty not chill. And there's gonna be tension in the room because he's friends with Mysterio now, Pete. So he can't, he can't just be like, get out of here. Because then that's gonna be rude to his other friend. Yeah, I think I think uh, Mysterio, he's gonna have to turn heel at some point in this movie. He's not gonna be able to be his, his best bud for the whole movie. Because which one, gonna, Michael Papa uh, John's best bud or Pete's best bud? Pete's best bud. Okay. Um, because we need conflict in our films, correct? Yes. Well, um, presumably, not. We didn't need it really in um most ddc films the conflict is really just in the writer's room but go on right 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 um also our reimagining of any of the spider-man movies which literally which... just trims away the conflict um, <laughs> and just makes for like a really pleasant watch the, but, one, um... the one where we just took spider-man out of the spider-man film yeah 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 they're like there's there's trimming away of conflict and then there's literally destroying a character but it's it's fine yeah um yeah. so in in far from home we need there to be conflict it's gonna come in the third act for some reason where um where most conflict obviously arises um and it's gonna be mysterio telling him about his his his, uh uncle getting fucking shot and killed because we actually don't even see his death in the marvel movies and we don't i don't know if they've actually even mentioned his existence because we've just seen marissa tomei uh being silly um, but otherwise, we haven't actually seen anything regarding his uncle. So, hey, it yeah. could be anything. Anything could happen in this movie, and it's only going to be bad. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be some villainy, but we just don't know who it's coming from. And I like that, the unpredictability. Because, hey, maybe Tom Holland ends up being a villain. Who knows? Anything uh, well, can happen now. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that I know about these MCU movies, it's yeah. that they are damned unpredictable it's they're the... not formulaic at all yeah. they aren't made and feel like the same movie repackaged every uh four months yeah um so i think that i think you're onto something here and we're going to be seeing a very unpredictable spider-man movie this begs two questions for sure um if mysterio's not the villain of the movie 
who is it's gonna be it's gonna be the uh the bully uh played by the little dude from grand budapest hotel it's gonna be flash <laughs> yeah it's gonna be flash, it's flash, gonna be thompson. flash um, and flash thompson and it's played by oh man hold on i'm gonna look up his name really quick so it's gonna be uh the villain is gonna be tony revelori yeah, the, but, the villain is Tony Revolori, and it's going to be him just being like, eh, Pete, you're kind of a a, a jerk. It's going to be really, it's going to be really, it's gonna, I know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough watch um, to see our, our character get destroyed so viciously yeah. um, with words. Because words hurt, after all. Absolutely. But, in, yeah. The more intense part um, of this film is, so in some comics, Flash Thompson becomes Agent Venom. The fuck? Uh, because oh God. Flash Flash Thompson's supposed to be this ripped football player. Yeah, Tony Revolori. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you already saw it. Um, <laughs> I hope he knows that that's what the character is supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, that's, he was played by by the biggest man in the world in um, Raimi <laughs> in Raimi's movie. Let me let me find his name also. Joe Joe um, is it Joe, Joe Man- Manganiello? Manganiello, yeah, I. I don't think anyone knows how to pronounce his name. I don't think he knows how to pronounce his name. But, like, you go from Flash Thompson, who's supposed to be this ripped dude, played by the most ripped dude, Joe Mang- Manganianum. Joe uh, Mandarin. <laughs> Joe Mandarin Orange. Um, And then you bounce it over to Tony Revolori. Can we get a fucking Flash Thompson whose <laughs> last name is pronounceable? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, they have a hot streak of only signing on people that if... Uh, their name is so horribly hard to understand. They say, we'll just call you Thompson. Dear Lord, it's just... F- Sorry, I'm angry. God. <laughs> and they and they have the most like mundane first names, too. Tony, yeah. Joe. Now nah, we'll call you Flash. Flash. Um, also, I didn't know this. Um, his uh, character, Tony Revolori's character in Grand Budapest, I knew his first name was Zero. Like, yeah. That was his thing. His last name is Mustafa. Mustafa. Yeah, that guy, oh my god, I love that movie so much. Um, the thing I was going to say is, it's going to be heartbreaking because he's supposed to become Agent Venom, where he's like, I think half symbiote, but also half soldier. Um, <laughs> okay. He looks badass, whatever it is. I haven't read that comic, but I've seen um, the comic be made. Uh, unfortunately, we won't get Agent Venom, we will get Lobby Boy. <laughs> we'll, we'll get lobby boy okay 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 i'm into that that is that is his villain costume and uh, we'll pretty much get like villainy music and like the green goblin flashes that we get when spider-man is like freaking out uh, when um toby mcguire's getting like the heat stroke flashes when he's starting to get his spider-man powers yeah. but like instead of green goblin flashes we'll get tony revelori drawing on that pencil mustache <laughs> that he has in, in grand budapest <laughs> Oh, it's it's the uh, it's like the uh, montage of of George Clooney oh my putting God. on the bat suit with the nipples, oh but my it's God. just Tony Revolori drawing a very small, thin mustache on his on his little baby lip. You have no idea what connection I just made in my head. You know yeah, who please. else is in Grand Budapest? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is in Grand Budapest Hotel, and there is a beautiful scene. If you have seen this film, you will work with me. It's one okay. of my favorite scenes. It's the scene where Ray Fiennes is hanging off the iceberg edge, and Willem Dafoe <laughs> keeps stomping away at the iceberg edge while Ray yeah. is saying like some Piper Boy BS. Yeah. Out of nowhere, Zero pops up out of the snow, pushes Willem Dafoe off the cliff, 
and Ra- Rafe yells, "Holy shit, you got him!" And it's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. But oh my god, this is very important. As we just made the connection that uh, the Lobby Boy is the villain in the new Spider-Man film. Right. That means that Lobby Boy, that must have been uh, Green Goblin Willem Dafoe in Grand Budapest. Oh. That's why he's so evil. And that must mean that in this in this universe, uh, Willem Dafoe was still Green Goblin, but was killed by Flash Thompson. Wow, this is very interesting. And there's there's maybe motive there for Tom <laughs> Holland to go after Flash Thompson now because, uh, like he he had no reason to hate um, Norman Osborn yet because no. Norman hadn't uh, gone crazy against him or the city or anything in the new Spider-Man franchise. So now he just hates Flash Thompson for killing his friend's dad. <laughs> Jesus. But they haven't even introduced um, the Osborns in the Marvel movies, have they? I don't think so. I don't I don't think they have. Once again, disclaimer, I have not even seen Homecoming. So I am a blank slate and it feels good. And also, um, going back to Grand Budapest, because that movie's fucking brilliant. I was thinking of how just the comic timing of Revolori coming over and pushing Defoe off the cliff was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And that made me think of other movies with great comic timing. Have you ever seen Wish Upon? Of course I have. Holy cow. Okay, now, let's let's deconstruct this movie. Please. Uh, please. Please, please, please. Uh, I, I saw it, I've seen it a few times because it's just absolutely hysterical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, about, it's basically a pg-13 version of the final destination movies yes but well with, said um joey king one of the worst actresses out there right now hey who keeps hey, consistently getting hey, work hey, wild hey i love toby mcguire joey king has never been in a bad film <laughs> okay wish right. upon slenderman the act Whatever that show is on Hulu. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I mean, it's got um, Patricia Arquette. Uh, I just saved a movie uh, the other day where the whole film is about her grandma's dying wishes for Joey King to learn how to give a good blowjob. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, all right, anyway, well. <laughs> so, obviously, that's a great start. She's got a great track record. Yes. Um, and her acting and wish upon is just fucking outstanding yep so setting the scene her father is a dumpster diver and that's his main uh way of making money which i didn't ask any questions when i was watching it i was in i, right. I believed it that makes sense yeah um so he dumpster dives with his his buddy who basically is like acts as joey king's uncle you know they're like family yeah and one day joey king um goes to high school has a shitty day because there's, you know, the cliche um, bully girls and her friends are there, her support system. Comes home. Pep Pep, uh, Ryan Felipe, by the way, plays her father, who is boyish Good. as ever, despite him being in his, in his 40s. And he, he <laughs> hands her the um, magic box with which she will um, wish upon. Oh, you said the name of the film. Yes, yes. Um it is clever and it is good so she makes a wish after the girl bullies the ever-living heck out of her Mm -hmm. and um her wish is that she would just uh rot which is a weird thing for a teenager to say in general it is it is as specific as they needed it to be is 
Well, how do we just say, like, I wish she would just go, like, jump off a cliff? That's probably something that someone would say more common than, I wish that this girl, I hate her, I wish she would decompose. I, <laughs> I really wish she would make, like, an orange and just biodegrade. <laughs> and it's so, it's such a, like, a, a pinpointed, accurate thing. Like, usually it's like, oh, I wish they'd die! You know, just yeah. very general, very broad she yeah. went. She went in. She knew what she wanted, and and in that moment of fury, the box listened, and it, it did it. Um, and thereafter, every time she makes a wish, uh, it is uh, reciprocated with a death of someone close to her. Mm-hmm. And by close to her, it can either mean her, her father, possibly, <laughs> or it can mean her next door neighbor who she has spoken to twice. Yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, the rules are pretty good. You know what and film that definitely reminds me of that I can't remember the name of? Is that box film. Where it's like, you get however much money from pressing this button, but somewhere, someone in the world will die. Oh, remember the box, film? yeah. Is it literally called the box? <laughs> it is called the box. Have you ever, I, there was a sketch that made the perfect perfect sense of it it's just someone somewhere in the world will die and a man just keeps pressing it over and over again just without listening to the rules because he's just getting money and he doesn't care who dies he's just just getting money exactly hey hey you're fixing overpopulation at the same time too so win-win scrooge would have done that without a second thought joey king didn't even have like an upside you know she just made someone rot (laughs) (laughs) and killed someone else (laughs) yeah so she she made one girl rot and i will i will say the makeup for that scene was actually pretty sweet yeah Um, but then like as the movie keeps going on she keeps making these idiotic wishes so she's super um annoyed and embarrassed by her father because he's a dumpster diver he's like this weird dude and at one point she's like i wish that my dad was cool yeah and and the movie translates cool to him playing a saxophone downstairs. Heck and, yeah. And his, uh, her best friend, played by Barb from Stranger Things. The best uh, actor. The absolute worst actor. Yeah, I think I that she I... was worse than Joey King in that movie. Absolutely. There is, I've, never, I've never liked a second of seeing her on the screen. It is so wild. And she got her own Netflix movie after Stranger Things, despite being on Stranger Things for an episode, I think. <sighs> um, Too long. And everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, Barb, Barb, Barb. Everyone loves Barb. I mean, fucking, uh, Stranger Things sucks in general, first of all. Hey, Barb hey. fucking sucks also. So, dear Lord. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go off right now. <laughs> go Wishbone's awesome. The first time I saw it, I immediately wrote about it. So, I wrote this diatribe on my website uh, about it. I'll post it on social media. It's, it's, a, it's a delight. Um, and there's so many avenues that the movie goes down that are so unintentionally hilarious that mm-hmm. it actually ended up being the funniest movie I saw all year. Um, that's the same Good. year that the, the Big Sick came out, and I thought the Big Sick was brilliant. But Wish Upon was even funnier. Yeah, than how that do you movie. beat? Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you even compete with Wish Upon? It's just so good, and I it's like the best kind of horrible movie. It's it's very similar to Hurricane Heist in my heart. Because or Triple X, which I just watched last night. Good. Um, because it's so blatantly inept in both its direction, its writing, its fucking even cinematography. Like in Triple X last night, I cannot count how many Dutch angles there were for no reason, but it was so good. Um, so yeah, Wish Upon. No just... reason, like there wasn't a reason. I mean, Dutch, Dutch is cool enough. It, 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 
just because it's Dutch is enough reason. <laughs> you can see the, you can really see the power dynamic between uh, Vin Diesel's red Corvette in the street uh, when he's driving down, and it's kind of angled a bit. Yeah, so I don't know. Wish upon, um, fucking see it. I'm not gonna spoil the ending for you. She gets hit by a truck. Sorry, she dies. All right, so shit, I won't spoil it anymore. Um, um, also, there's a whole subplot with like Chinese ghosts oh it's good and there's like there's like that the belief that she can't stop making the even though she like knows that the wishes are fucked she can't stop because now she's like mad with power she's corrupted she's like daenerys targaryen she's corrupted with power and now she's gonna go and keep making wishes and kill people yeah and i i love that at no point is everybody's favorite thing in those films and they don't have a way out on it is the worst part of writing one of those films she could either wish that the box wasn't cursed (laughs) wow (laughs) or after like something goes wrong she could wish that like just everybody couldn't die just like something like she could wish her way out of any part of the curse like I wish that nobody that I'm close to could die from my wishes I wish that I couldn't die from my wishes. I wish for world peace, please. Yeah, I I wish that um I wish that food scarcity wasn't a thing. I wish that people could have clean water everywhere in the world. I wish that cancer was not in existence. But no, no. She uh she wants to be cool. She wants to have a spending spree. I... She wants her um her dad dog to be dies cool. at one point. Yeah, she wants her dad to be. Oh, dad, so yeah, cool. and then doesn't she wish for her mom to come back? And in accordance, her dad dies because of it. Yeah. Um. The the film actually opens on a on a flashback. Um. Where her mother ends up hanging herself, and then Joey King walks in the room and, and witnesses it. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been such an interesting character moment for any other movie. It could have delved into her psyche, but no. Yeah. No, she just actually is just a a a vacant high school girl. Oh, it's good! Sorry. <laughs> hey, let's take a moment, everybody, to appreciate how good Joey King is, all right? Oh. And I just want to talk about some things that she's been in. It's very yeah, important. Please. She was in, obviously, the TV show series The Act on Hulu. She's also in a movie called The Lie, which is pretty much The Act, because that's what <laughs> The Act is. Uh, she's in the movie Kissing Booth 2. I have no confirmation yet that she was in the first one. Uh, she, she's in... Um, she was in a movie called, uh, I Wish I Was Here, which came before Wish Upon. So I think she already knew how to wish going into Wish Upon, which is why they cast her. Yeah, that's um, why uh, Zach Braff cast her, um, specifically for that role, because she, he, he knew that he could put a wig on her and make her look like a fucking idiot. Sorry, go on. She, she was in the eulogy of Ivy O'Connor as Ivy O'Connor. She, she was in Froyo a Go-Go. Nice. Everybody remembers her from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody when she was in, huh. I, I guess, two episodes? You missed the part where she was in Independence Day Resurgence. I, hey, I'm getting there. I don't think you are because um, that's very integral. <laughs> she was also in Taylor Swift Mean as the young bullied girl. Damn. Um, she, she was in Dark Knight Rises as older prison child. Well, you also missed the part where she was uncredited as the young bullied girl in Taylor Swift's meme. <laughs> she uncredited. She was uncredited. <laughs> is that not bullying in itself? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. She was uh, credited in American Dad as Family Land. 
<laughs> is that, is that, huh? As, as one- what I would assume is just a full amusement park. I'm getting to, all right, aww. She was in Borealis as Aurora. Isn't uh, that cute? Now that is, that is actually cute. But I, I gotta jump around to everything. So yeah. Summer, Summer 03 was the movie about where her grandma on her dying, uh, dying deathbed wishes that her, her daughter or her 16 year old whatever could give a good blowjob uh and then that's what the film is about very important thing that i had to mention though the reason i built everything up is if you haven't seen tween fest this is very important believe it or not i haven't uh it's a tv series where she plays madison crawford and the she spells madison the most fun way which is M-A-D-D-I-S-Y-N, Madison. Um, Let me just give you a couple examples of TV show names, right? Uh, Episode names. Episode one is called Hashtag Spurge Explosion. (laughs) Okay. Spurge Explosion. Episode two is Australia's Rowdiest Prank Group. Okay. Okay. Episode three is Vape Battle of the Century. (laughs) Whoa. Now that sounds cool. Episode five is Congressman Ass Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Congressman Ass Bitch? Congressman Ass Bitch. Oh, I like that you said Congressman. Congressman. Because I was thinking, you know me. Um, (laughs) The very important thing, though, is out of all these episodes, the last episode is called Tween Fest Begins. Tween Fest begins, so it's like Batman Begins. But yes, it's a the, little bit more epic. It's like the whole the whole series is building up season two. It's very it's, important. So it's like it's like Daredevil. It's like yeah. the uh, Netflix series Daredevil, where he actually gets a suit on the very last episode. Or like Gotham, where he doesn't get the suit until like what season five? Did anyone watch Gotham? I watched two seasons, dead hopeful that it would get better, and then you and it's done. That it's a, it's now a it's Fox. Um, series i can't yeah i can't like something that is fine it just didn't do anything well oh she is in kissing booth one hey this is also important she's in a, a video game that i own she's in get i know you're looking at it but don't look at it and okay. guess what the game is um we tennis what game would she be in we tennis is pretty good like she would make those noises like the Wii noises uh. fine she could be in a sims game sure Whether like kind of feel it out. What would Joey King be good at? And don't don't even try and guess if it's one of her films. It's not. It should be. It's not. (laughs) Okay. Um. Let's see. I'm gonna say, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Uh, the video game. God, you're getting closer. Why? Um. Uh. I'll just help you out a little bit. And I'm a little bit surprised you didn't already guess that she was in Madden NFL 19. (laughs) (laughs) In what capacity? Come on. You know, the football game with all the football players breaking each other's necks. Did you ever hear Joey King's voice? I uh, unfortunately have, yeah. Hmm. And she's in something called Sabrina Carpenter. Sue me. And it doesn't say what she is in it. I'll assume... Sabrina Carpenter. All right, so you know what sucks? Tell um, me. I love, I love bad movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I own several of them, literally just because they're horrible and an absolute delight. Good. Um, so I'm on Amazon right now. I'm trying to look up how much uh, Wish Upon Blu-ray would be. Yeah. Director's director's uh, unrated cut, of course. Right. Um, 
speaking of which, the director of Wish Upon is, uh, used to be James Wan's cinematographer. <gasps> so that tells you how much he knows about horror, first of all, but also how much he knows about direction. Oh, fun so, fact, by the way, sidebar before you fin- keep your thought. Yeah. James Wan and Sam Raimi are producing a feature film adaptation of a Dutch horror short called The Burden. Really? Yeah. That actually sounds really interesting. There you go. James Wan yeah. and Sam Raimi fighting fighting it out for uh, best picture. You heard it tight. here first, folks. I, I can't think of a better duo, dear Lord, for, for like horror, actual mm-hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. That's tight. Also, James Wan said not getting an Oscar for VFX and Aquaman was a fucking disgrace. <laughs> Ugh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I miss I miss when he just made like good um, suspenseful horror, mm-hmm. and now he's just he did fucking Furious Seven, which is miserable, and then he did fucking Aquaman, which looks hysterical but also horrible. I just I wish that he would go back to his like roots and not be this anymore. But oh well. Anyway, nice. midlife um, crisis in directing terms. I guess I mean you got to make money somehow, so yeah. I can't really begrudge him for getting two movies. Uh, past a billion dollars worldwide so i don't know good for him mm-hmm. but fuck me uh wish upon is not even available from amazon itself it's only available from um sellers mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. and they're all used so fuck i want oh my a fresh ass, i want a fresh ass copy of wish upon what well, is it asking too much to want wish upon on blu-ray a movie that came out three years ago i think um you know now i don't know whatever fuck you <laughs> Oh, damn. It's got to be somewhere. Also, I'm just going to say it. There's a guy in, uh, in because uh, I'm still on it, Tweenfest. Uh, Jesus Christ. His <laughs> character's name is Twonkmaster Chris. Twonkmaster? Twonkmaster Chris. And it's played sounds... by... Who is this guy? Because he looks very familiar. Is he who Who's I think he guy? is? He is! He is! He is who I think he is! Ah! What, what's his character's name in the show? What's his character's name in the show? I gotta find it. I gotta find it. Oh man, you're not even gonna believe this. He's he's um he's Mr. Quest in Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Mr. Quest. He's like the the one that like seems like like a like a psychic. Every like every time it goes to him, it like plays like a sitar, and he's like very old wizened man sometimes he also played abe lincoln on the show oh my okay actually that does somehow ring a bell uh, just look at that man and and tell me looking at his face that he does not scream twonk mask oh my god yeah he looks really good <laughs> oh my god wait there what the hell i i pressed to see more names and there are some weird names all right there's someone that plays tween feet sniffer what is this, a Tarantino movie? There's someone that plays uh, Gus DeFingerer. Um, <laughs> this, is a, this, is, this is a middle school survival guide, right? <laughs> no, I wish! This oh is tween, tween Fest or whatever. Tween, oh. Yeah, Tween Fest. Imagine if that was in Ned Declassified. Oh, hey, Gus DeFingerer. <laughs> Yikes, that's fucking great. Uh, there's a guy who plays Down to Fuck. Um, who is this fucking show for? This, oh my god. There's a guy that it's named Stop the Preston. Uh crate. Um there's Oh my god, there's so there's so many. There's a Oh my god, Tim Meadows is in this show and he plays a hologram version of Miles Davis. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Oh. So I, 
guess this boy. just furthers this just furthers our point regarding Joey King being a really talented actress and choosing her roles very well. Yeah. There's yeah. someone that plays the pasta beast. There's someone that plays Pamburger two thousand. Someone plays Jesus Juice. And then he has a friend named Bruce Juice. Which is very close to Bruce Juice and I love it. See I I oh am my God. a relatively avid collector of movies. Or used to be, at least, mm-hmm. before I started saving money, of course, because I'm yeah. a fucking college graduate now, and I'm I can't super, save money. super in debt. Um, I do not think that I own any films with Joey King, and that is a detriment. What? I know, that's why I really gotta, I gotta buy Wish Upon soon. Yeah, absolutely. Also, last one, there's a person in Tweenfest named E. Sigmund Freud. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask you to... Uh, <laughs> Get out of IMDb right now. I am off. And uh, <laughs> fuck right off. You heard, you heard it here first, folks. This is the beginning of the end for us. Uh, we're breaking up soon. E. Sigmund e. Freud is a too in love. dope name. You bitch. I gotta watch. I I gotta watch all of Tween Fest now. If I don't watch all of Tween Fest, then I I'm not really doing my research now, am I? Oh, this episode is really taking an interesting turn. Oh. And the second thing about Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. <laughs> way, way back when I said there were two things, and we started talking about the first thing is who will be the villain. Um, the second thing is who is Bruce Campbell going to be? Ah, let's see. So they are, so he can put on a mean accent. We already know this. Yeah. And they're going, uh, where are they going? London? Oh, man, I don't care. Oh, my God, that's so true. Um, never mind. So, yeah, <laughs> so whatever, he's going to some European uh, country, so wherever he goes, he's going to be able to put on a tight accent. I'm going to say he's going to be a bus driver. Perfect. Um, they need to get around a bunch of, bunch of kids, a bunch of rowdy American kids um, on a bus. So mm-hmm. he's going to be the no-nonsense Chris Farley bus driver from uh, Billy Madison. Oh, perfect. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, so where Chris Farley would just shriek and scream and whatnot. Just imagine um, the ever-cool and collected Bruce Campbell just doing that, becoming unhinged. Maybe he's the villain. Do you ever think of that? Oh, my God. Maybe he's the villain in this movie, and but he's just, like, is, super angry. Yeah? On that, if that were the case, they wouldn't be able to stop him. But, I mean... We thought that they couldn't stop Thanos also, and that took up three fucking hours of my life, so they <laughs> did. Whatever. Did I you think... really think they couldn't stop Thanos? Absolutely not. But, I mean, that's the whole thing that they're trying to, you know, set up. They're like, oh, my God, this guy is fucking cool and really powerful, but obviously you can stop him. If, um, his, if his neck, like, his, his chin looks like just neck fat, like like he has like he should be a turkey and have one of those things. What's it called? A snoot or whatever it is. Sure, yeah. Um, snoot. Uh, <laughs> there's no way you're gonna convince me that to like him. <laughs> um. Also, so you know, one day I texted you and I, I was just saying I was like venting to you how mm-hmm. our social media or our Twitter account follows a bunch of, of Spider-Man like fans. Mm-hmm. Um. And how it is easily by far the most negative uh social media presence i i have seen yet and like i'm on facebook all the all the time and everyone's all like angry and and shitty you know and there's a lot of politics and shit yeah 4chan and reddit cannot compare to spider-man fans on twitter they absolutely cannot because like everybody is just so fucking grim and like 
all you Raimi fanboys are such assholes. They're all fun movies. It's like, oh, relax. Um, <laughs> but right now, people are going off about how the, the newest uh, Far From Home poster looks like a fucking dumpster fire, which I do agree with. Um, and it's just very funny because, like, it does look very bad. It looks very photoshopped and very, like, clinical. Spider-Man like, Far From Home poster. Let me see this. Um, it, it looks... Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It definitely looks like not even just fan made. It looks like first time fan used Photoshop fan made. Yeah. So it's the in the foreground is is uh, Peter Parker with his like side to the camera. He's looking off to the to the left, um, and he yep. doesn't have a mask on for some reason. Sam Jackson's over uh, behind him on the left-hand side mm-hmm. with a gun in his hand, and then um, Mysterio is on his right with a glowing green hand, and he's also looking very sly at the camera. Uh, someone on Twitter says, wow, that's interesting, because Mysterio's most I- iconic character thing is his helmet, and then Spider-Man's yep. most important thing is his mask, mask, so like, why do they not have them on? Might as well have just given Nick Fury a second eye. I know! <laughs> <laughs> If you see the solo posters where it's, like, just Mysterio or just Spider-Man, the just Mysterio one, fine. The just Spider-Man one looks, like, that That doesn't even look like Tom Holland's real. It looks like Tom Holland is animated. Yeah, he really does. He looks like uh, Grand Moff Tarkin from uh, Rogue, Rogue One. It's weird. Not good. It is also... Um funny that when you said the solo posters i thought you were referring to the star wars solo movie posters. solo yeah and i i was about to scream again because right. i hate that movie more than anything and uh, now i'm looking it up han solo poster you know what's really great about solo at least they got that right they put amelia kark in the front nice uh, <laughs> solo solo is the best movie uh, that's ever been made especially by disney because it really it never relies on um nostalgia or like fan service or it's writing. a very it's a very original uh take on the character and it's just mm-hmm. very it's fresh and rewarding and not um pandering and um childish mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. i'm not angry they took a note out of uh episode eight where they realized how much everyone loved the gambling planet Yes, and and said, let's do a whole scene where all he does is gamble with uh, Childish Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Childish Gambino and his sex slave robot. Yeah, absolutely. His it's not even a sex slave robot. That robot's like very passive aggressive and like probably not putting out as often as he would like. <laughs> See, my issue with that is though that they very clearly delineate a, a sexual relationship with him and the robot. Mm-hmm. Um. But they also very clearly delineate that he purchased the robot. So it's like, uh, you know, n- gross? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they, they, they've had some really, really good uh, home runs in recent years, Star Wars, huh? They're, they're pretty much knocking it out of the park. I mean, everybody's favorite thing. And in no way do I know many people who started petitions to boycott the new Star Wars films that are made by the people who rushed season eight of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Those are clearly going to be amazing. And if yeah. they aren't amazing, people are going to ask for those guys to be lynched. I, I mean, like, if you if you rushed the first, if not second biggest show in the country to a conclusion for a series finale to make very not great star wars films 
people are not gonna like you at all. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very interesting that Colin Trevorrow was uh, attached to direct the ninth movie, uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Um, mm-hmm. But then, and he's uh, for context, he's the guy who directed Jurassic World. Good, which good. Was horrible and and generic and. I don't know why you keep calling all of these amazing classics horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I do apologize. I'm kind of a pretentious prick, so I I understand. But um, <laughs> he then, uh, like two years before he was supposed to actually start directing and working on his Star Wars project, Colin directed a. I don't know if it would be called a passion project, but it's called mm-hmm. the Book of Henry. The Book of Henry is I have about, heard of. It's about an autistic kid who... Yes. Um, What's the name of the autistic kid, huh? I think it's Hank. And he, <laughs> he, he writes down a thing for his mother, instructions for his mother to kill his neighbor because his neighbor is abusive, I think, to his daughter? Should have just wished it to a box. Should have just wished it to a box. <laughs> I wish every film could have good writing. Well, careful. You're going to kill someone with that wish. And the thing with the Book of Henry is it was supposed to be, like, a family drama with, like, comic elements, I think. Okay. And it turned out to be a tone-deaf monster mess. Sort of like Collateral Beauty, but Hmm. I would argue less funny. Uh Um, So then after after that bombed, um, he actually lost his Star Wars project. Wow. So, like, what do you have to do to get dropped from your star wars project if you're if you're the if you're D D, what are their fucking names the two uh game of thrones boys it's dill i think dylan something dave and, and, and db db david Wise? and uh db yeah david and db um, um but yeah so i'm let's let's take it a little further like you know that um i'm, I'm pretty sure uh ryan johnson he did the eighth film right he did uh, yeah yeah it wasn't abrams okay yeah you know, like, he was supposed to have his own three movies, and those got canceled, too. Did they actually get canceled? Yeah. And so, like, he's not making those three. And wow. so, for him, what he had to do to n- not get the rights to do Star Wars movies was to make one. And to, sh- and to show everyone, wow, we really fucked up giving him the reins, didn't we? Yeah. Um, also, apparently, uh, I just looked up Ryan Johnson... And he's bragging about how he totally predicted weeks ago how Game of Thrones would uh, end. Oh, the Um, stars are aligning, boys. The stars are aligning. Also, I don't know what that means. There's one tweet from him with a picture from season eight of Game of Thrones, and it just says, do not congratulate. (laughs) Uh (laughs) That's all it says. Weird. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy, oh, man, oh, boy. They had so much trust in him to direct their their middle movie their empire strikes back of the trilogy Mm -hmm. and um all he had directed before that was um looper and looper yeah brick was actually pretty fun it's like a neo-noir set in a high school and then looper's um pretty good uh it's not great but it had a lot of interesting ideas much like how the last jedi had a lot of really interesting ideas it's just the way that he executed them was really horrible yeah absolutely also he if i'm not mistaken i heard something about how he directed three episodes of breaking bad yeah some of the best ones some of the best ones actually yeah like actually good episodes okay because i I, if i'm am i mistaken is the episode with the fly a ryan johnson episode i don't believe so okay i don't don't believe so i actually i like that episode a lot i I did too 
I, I really did too, and I, uh, I know my roommate, who's now wrong, told me that that was Ryan Johnson. I don't think so. Um, I know Johnson directed Ozymandias, which is probably one of my favorite episodes of television in general. Um, there is so. something that if you haven't seen uh, many Ryan Johnson things and you really need to see something really, really good, watch his first short. And I'm not kidding when I say you're gonna throw up when you watch it because it's so bad um it's 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 called evil demon golf ball from hell and the whole film is just like this golf ball very poorly bouncing consistently next to this man driving him insane it's it's like the very famous old youtube video of the man who gets beaten to death slowly by a spoon huh okay except in no way is it that good is it supposed to be tongue in cheek? Is it like intentionally bad? Is it no. trying to be clever? It's it it looks like watching it felt like watching a racer head. I don't like a racer head. Well, you're gonna love this. <laughs> oh God, does Zach did, has Zach seen this? Does he? Love yeah, we it? all watched it. Boof. We all watched it. I don't remember actually. Let's see what I gave it on Letterboxd. This this episode is brought to you by Letterboxd. Letterboxd. Are you in college and you like rating things? Letterboxd. <laughs> Uh, it's for everybody that's not a professional critic on IMDb because I actually just because I was talking about it typed in letterbox on letterbox uh, it's for everybody that knows that IMDb exists but does not agree with anything that was reviewed on IMDb uh, letterbox let your let your wild side out <laughs> follow me on letterbox at the film tent thank you that just sounds like a boner now doesn't it yeah that's actually uh, I didn't even mean for that, that that's my my website also thefilmtent.com i remember that i basically just wanted something you know easy and catchy that i could make with uh logo mm-hmm. um so i did the film tent and then my buddy at work he was like oh is that for like you love movies so much that you just get a boner like a pants tent and i was like oh <laughs> yes well this will be a good way to wrap it up my review of evil uh demon golf ball from hell i give it half a star and i said we don't even get the golf ball's backstory. <laughs> and then I said, uh, Guy says, this demon golf ball won't stop following me. Toby Maguire responds, I don't see the part where that's my problem. <laughs> and one person commented, what the hell? And that's the whole review. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Let's wrap it up on a high note. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I, I will say... Directing a movie and writing a movie mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe is no easy feat, especially when the fan base is as vitriolic as it is. Um, I think that The Last Jedi succeeds in introducing new ideas, but bitterly fails at actually implementing them in any interesting or uh, coherent ways. Um, mm-hmm. He's a very talented director. He's a very talented writer. I wish that he hadn't been just given the reins alone because he is the sole writer on that movie because that shit needed fucking several rewrites. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We are a family here, and as families do, we will feed you and guide you and pay for your college. And that's all this That's all this thing is, really. Uh, share it with everybody that you know. Share it with everybody that you really don't know. Walk up to a stranger in an elevator and ju- just press all the buttons. While they're going up to, like, the top floor, press all the buttons. Make it stop at every floor and just say, I, I will not let you out of this elevator 
until you download an episode of Rainy Time Podcast because that's pretty much the only way that we're going to get people to listen. And it's up to people like you, the people who are go-getters, the people who trap other people in elevators so they'll listen to a podcast. Even yeah, if they, they, they say... Actually, they did that on um, in Elf. I remember when he yep. he goes in the elevator and he touches everything. He says it looks like a Christmas tree. He actually did that because he was going to show that glasses, uh, the man wearing glasses our podcast back yep. in 2003 so yeah yep. that's pretty interesting yep a lot of people don't know that because they cut we actually paid to have that in the film and they still cut it from the film which was ridiculous absolute bullshit <laughs> but thank you so much for listening to this baby time i think we gotta go bye gotta go bye